This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. Picture this. Long power cuts, an acute shortage of food, long lines at petrol stations, factories shutting down, people dying on the streets, troops deployed in cities. I know it sounds like Ukraine, except it's not. I'm not talking about Ukraine tonight, I'm talking about Sri Lanka. All of what I just said is happening in Sri Lanka. The country is facing an economic Armageddon. People have taken to the streets. Take a look at this. If you can't do it, go home. Gota, go home. Gota, baya, go back to America. These are some of the slogans being chanted. The Rajapaksas used to be Sri Lanka's most popular leaders. Today, they're facing the worst protests since coming to power. Sri Lankans want them out. They're angry. The reason is an economic meltdown. They're struggling to make ends meet. The crisis has been on for months now. And it's going from bad to worse. In the last 72 hours, at least four people have died waiting in queues. They wanted some petrol. They died waiting for it. Now, the army has been deployed at petrol stations. The situation is really bad. It has triggered an exodus of Sri Lankans. Six of them were caught entering Indian territory. When asked why they were coming to India, they said they cannot afford to live in Sri Lanka anymore. How did things come to such a pass? How does Sri Lanka plan to deal with this crisis? In the next four minutes, we'll explain. First, let me tell you how bad the situation is. The cost of everything has shot up dramatically. Food prices have gone up by 25%, medicines by 29% just this month. And I'm talking about basic medicines like paracetamol. Drug prices are set by the government and the government of Sri Lanka has approved a 29% hike in medicines. But the worst hike is in fuel prices, petrol up by more than 43%, diesel more than 45%. And you know how this works, when fuel costs more, everything costs more. So what explains these steep hikes? Shortages. There's a shortage of everything, it seems. So much so that schools have called off exams because they do not have enough paper for students to write on. At petrol stations, there are seemingly endless queues. Tens of thousands of people lining up for hours. Four of them, like I just told you, died waiting. Let me repeat that. They died in queues waiting for petrol. No wonder there are protests. We didn't come here asking to develop the country or any such thing. We can't live anymore. Because of the skyrocketing cost of living, we can't manage with our salary. We came to remove this government and bring a government that will help us. It is very difficult for the people to live today. Even the wealthy are finding it difficult. An ordinary person can't even think of making a live income. The Rajapaksas only think about their family. Nobody has suffered like this. The Rajapaksas have only one trump, that is racism. The people of Sri Lanka are angry with the Rajapaksas and they're showing it both on the streets and on social media. Look at this tweet. It is from President Gotabaya Rajapaksa. He expressed condolence on the death of 132 passengers in China. We told you about that plane crash yesterday. All these people died. Now look at the responses to his tweet. Each and every one of them asks the same question. What about the death of four Sri Lankans, those who died waiting for petrol in a queue? Why are people blaming the Rajapaksas for Sri Lanka's crisis? Because this family runs the government. Let me show you the government's book of accounts. Sri Lanka's dollar reserves are down to less than 800 million. 
This is as of last month, 800 million. How much do they need? Around $6.6 billion, and that's this year alone. What for? Debt payments, among other things. Now let's tell you how big Sri Lanka's debt is. $26 billion. That's how much money they have to pay in the next four years between 2022 and 2026. Sri Lanka has to pay $26 billion to creditors. This is principal plus interest. Now do you see the gap? How will Colombo pay $26 billion when it has just $800 million? It will borrow. From whom? China. The favorite creditor of the Rajapaksas, they keep pushing their country deeper into Chinese debt. Colombo has sought $2.5 billion from Beijing, $1 billion in loan, and $1.5 billion as a credit line. Now, China says it is offering help on quote-unquote competitive terms. But Sri Lanka wants more. It wants China to restructure all loans, and China remains non-committal on that front. What is the restructuring of a loan? It's basically modifying the terms of a loan, renegotiating the deal so that the borrower, in this case Sri Lanka, can avoid a default. China has not agreed to this. But despite all of this, Sri Lanka is borrowing more from China. Look at their record. Since the pandemic began, Sri Lanka has taken $2.8 billion from China. Now they want another $2.5 billion, so more than $5 billion in two years. This is over and above another $5 billion. This loan was meant for infrastructure projects. All in all, Sri Lanka has taken more than $10 billion in loans from China. The country's total external debt is said to be more than $45 billion. What is the plan to repay these loans? Sri Lanka has already lost a strategic port to China, the Humbantota port. It could lose more assets if it fails to pay. And this is a classic debt trap. Colombo is in such dire straits, it is shutting down embassies to save costs. As of now, they've decided to shut two embassies in Iraq and Norway and one consul general's office in Sydney, Australia. They will stop operations from the 31st of March because their government does not have the budgets to run them. And the government, like I said, is controlled by one family, the Rajapaksas. The president is a Rajapaksa, Gotabaya. The prime minister is a Rajapaksa, Mahinda, the president's older brother. The finance minister is a Rajapaksa too, Basil Rohana, the third brother. The eldest of the Rajapaksa siblings is Chamal. He is the minister of irrigation. Then you have the prime minister's son, Namal Rajapaksa, minister of youth and sports. One family runs this country. How much of Sri Lanka's budget do they control? According to one estimate, 75%, 75% of Sri Lanka's budget is controlled by the Rajapaksas. What have they done with this control? Push their country deeper into debt. In 2007, the Sri Lankan government began borrowing heavily. Guess who was leading the government at the time? The current Prime Minister, Mahinda Rajapaksa. He was president in 2007. What Sri Lanka borrowed in 2007 makes up 38% of its foreign loans today. Fifteen years ago, Sri Lanka was caught in a debt trap. Now it is sinking further. How will they get out of it? The only viable option is an international monetary fund bailout, an IMF bailout. So far, the IMF has bailed out Sri Lanka 16 times, one six. This is second only to Pakistan. Islamabad has sought a bailout from the IMF 22 times. If Colombo seeks IMF's help again, this will be bailout number 17. IMF officials have visited Colombo in recent days. Gotabaya Rajapaksa, the president, says he wants to work with them. Yesterday's discussion 
with the International Monetary Fund was also held for this purpose. Through those discussions, we hope to find a way to pay off our annual loan installments, sovereign bonds and so on. Subsequent to my discussions with the International Monetary Fund, I have decided to work with them after examining the advantages and disadvantages. I have decided to work with them, says President Rajapaksa. He chose his words carefully there, no mention of the word bailout. The opposition believes it may not happen at all. They say an audit might expose some skeletons in the Colombo closet. If there is a proper audit done on Sri Lanka, especially the Defence Ministry in Sri Lanka, Defence Ministry has the largest amount of budgetary allocations in the country. So, and even as parliamentarians, uh, you know, when we ask for information pertaining to expenditure details of the Defence Ministry, we are told that we can't have that because that is a threat to the national security. And uh, we, there is so many allegations of corruption there. So if the IMF comes in, I'm very much uh, sure that they might do a comprehensive audit on uh, most of the ministries. And maybe the government is afraid of uh, large-scale corruptions being exposed. So which way will the Rajapaksas go? They need to decide, and they must do it fast, as Sri Lanka might inch closer towards bankruptcy and start defaulting on its debts.